Hi there, this is Cheryl Lee Ralph, and I am here at Jackson State, where miracles are made, because trust me, the future is right here in Jackson State, in Jackson, Mississippi. Don't be afraid to come to an HBCU. Find yourself. Be a part of a change that is so needed for us. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and for all those who's listening and watching it from around the world. And we are now live from the corner of Dalton and Lynn Street. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's indeed the pregame with your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready because we pregame harder than the other show's part. It's the pregame. Welcome into the pregame show. We've had our bye. I tell you what, it's all systems go this weekend from Montgomery, Alabama. It's Bishop, it's Neely. What's going on, my brother? Hey, man, nothing much on this end, Chuck. Just looking forward to it. You know, you heard of a home record. We about to be some homecoming records. <laughs> no doubt about it. It is Jackson State and Alabama State this upcoming weekend. Uh, the battle in Montgomery. Jackson State comes in with a record of four and oh, going up against this always tough uh, Alabama State Hornets. Uh, but I tell you what, looking forward to getting over there. And so is Tiger Nation. Dude. Yeah, you know, they are reporting a sellout, uh, which means the only market for tickets is that after ticket market, StubHub, Geeks, things like that. And they have never had a homecoming sellout, you know, by their own testimony, their own graphics of attendance. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a money game. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a money game. Where hey, 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 Chuck, speaking of money games, this is way off the subject of the pregame show, but I know you are a baseball fan. I'm a baseball fan. We both have to be Yankees fan. Man, the guy that caught home run 62 from Aaron Judge just said, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Hey, man, if you're watching the show, <laughs> let, 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 let Neely hold it. I'll show you what to do with it. I'll show you what to do with home run 62. You don't know what to do with it. You don't know what to do with it? Okay. So, no, I mean, it's it's going, going, gone, just like that ball was, man. Which I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm gonna do with it shit. I would have gone to the game to get the ball, already having a plan of what I'm gonna do. I know I would have my attorney and accountant on the phone all at once as I'm uh, showing them the ball, man. Hey, and, and to that guy out there, I, we're, gonna, we're gonna get on the subject for a minute. Let, let me let me say this to that guy out there: sell it before he hits 63 and 64. Because the value is gonna start dropping. Now you're gonna still get a million. You're gonna get a million. Yeah. You're gonna get a you're gonna get a million one instead of a million five. <laughs> Unload it this week, brother. Marketing 101 from Neely. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Now to the pregame show. Jack State to football. The Jack State football. We come in for an old 
Where are we coming into this game? Big 59-3 win over Florida A&M. Then we took on Tennessee State Tigers, knocked them off 16-3. Grambling, 66-24. And, of course, the last whooping goes to Mississippi Valley, 49-7. Tell you what, Neely, this team comes in. Uh, they are the number one defense in the country. Mm -hmm. uh, they are uh, amongst the top uh, 10, uh, top five, I believe, in total offense in the country. And we got to have the conversation, man. Shador Sanders' numbers, Heisman, bro. Uh, let's, let's put it out there. Heisman, Walter Payton Award, those things, uh, if he continues along this trajectory, you've got to start mentioning his name with some of the top quarterbacks, not just in FCS, but in the nation. I want to have the antithesis conversation. There's a big word for all you listeners out there, antithesis. Y'all go look that up. I want to have the counterpoint, you know, to that, Chuck. Here's what's, what is surprising to me and te so telling in some ways about the space that we're in is the number of people who vocally don't appreciate what you just said. You know, no one is sitting here saying that Shadur Sanders is going to win the Heisman. We are saying that Shadur Sanders' numbers have him in the Heisman conversation, and you get so much pushback from people like, oh, he ain't done nothing yet. All such and so had better numbers than that. Glass numbers better than that. His sophomore year, like, hey, dog, hold Stop. Stop. There is there is nothing wrong with black people getting recognized, particularly in a in a black space. This young brother, a sophomore, is on a record setting pace above and beyond his freshman year. And then when you look at his numbers and stack them up NCAA wide, he is in the conversation. You don't have to be a Jackson State fan to appreciate that. You don't have to even know how much the Heisman Trophy weighs or that the downtown athletic club in New York gives it out. But his numbers say, hey, man, when you sit around and talk about people that might get it this year, you have to mention his name. It's the same thing in the NFL. It's early in the season. The mm -hmm. Philadelphia Eagles, who I don't like, are 4-0. You know who you, who you know who you have to put in the MVP conversation when you're sitting around the barbershop at this part of the season? You got to put in Jalen Hurts. You got to put in Jalen Hurts. Yeah. He's showing he deserves to be in the conversation. That's a lot of season left. Maybe the yeah. Eagles go on a four-game losing ski and it's all Jalen's fault. Let's hope that happens. I'm a Cowboys fan. That removes him from the conversation. But right now, the measuring mm. stick is Jalen Hurts is in the MVP conversation. Right now, the measuring stick is Shadur Sanders is in the Heisman Trophy conversation. Erase the hate, man. Come on. Give the brothers hey, props. It is okay. Rewind, press play. I want to hear that again. You mean to act? You mean we can actually talk about it? You mean it's. it's <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what, that's, that's what just blows. That's what just blows my mind that people don't even want to have the conversation. Like, oh, man, you know, come on now. Come on now. <laughs> come on now. It, it is what it is, man. I mean, um, uh, Carter G. Wilson, be proud of you, bro. I mean, oh man, oh Carter good. G. Yeah, man, you gotta, you gotta put it out there, man. He wants us to uplift, uplift the race, and yeah, it's okay to have the conversation. It, it, it and is just okay. Celebrate these brothers. That's that's what we're doing, man. You're celebrating this young brother's accomplishments. Then people want to say, well, he ain't playing nobody. Hell, he playing who's in front of him. You know, if if you think that that the the, the competition on the other side is deficient, we'll talk to those schools about their recruiting processes and who they can attract to the university. It ain't his fault. You know, and then and then when you look at the data and you and you correlate it, he's still right on par. You know, I'm not going to water down Eddie Robinson's victories compared to Joe Powell up there in Happy Valley because you say he wasn't playing nobody. Hell, he was beating everybody he was playing and, and beating them in a dominant fashion. It's not like it was close. And the same thing with Shadur's numbers in the swag. It ain't close, Chuck. 
Right, you're right. We, we're talking about Shador has thrown for over 1,300 yards thus far, uh, 14 touchdowns. He has two on the ground as well, uh, and only one interception. He's completing 75% of his passes. Nah, we can have that conversation. His, his numbers are worthy of being celebrated. Man, that percentage right there alone, that percentage alone, 75%, man, come on. 75%, 70, 75% of his passes. And I'm not, and I am not pouring water on our elite receiver group, but we know there's been some drops too. So, I mean, if you take away just half the drops, he's probably hitting an 80, 82% efficiency rate. Stop it, y'all. It's okay to talk about this. It is okay to celebrate it early. It is okay for it to be mentioned. It is okay, you know, to have another guy post Steve McNair to mention, you know, just like when he graced the cover of, of a national publication uh, with his head coach and, and his defensive teammate, Travis Hunter. It's okay, y'all. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> you put it out there for us, Neely. I mean, it is okay to have the conversation. We flip the page now. Uh, we take a look. This is a tough Alabama State team. They are coming off of a, a, a good road win against Texas Southern. Any win uh, on the road in the SWAC is, mm-hmm. is worthy of mentioning. Uh, this is a, a good team. Eddie Robinson in his first year at Alabama State. Uh, he's, you know, putting the putting – the, uh, uh, the train on track, if you will, with regards to this program, putting his own stamp on it. Uh, but I tell you what, this is going to be a good ball game. As we mentioned, uh, it is uh, talks of a sellout, uh, big game atmosphere, and no other person better to set this thing up in terms of going into this game than Coach Prime and his weekly presser. When he plays, you'll be the first to know they added some some pretty good players. They added quite a few players, matter of fact. They're doing a great job, man. They're trying their best to execute. Pretty good line defensively. They're getting some stops as well. Had a big win last week. I like what I'm seeing. Should be a great game. That's not a rivalry. Who said that? Is that a rivalry? When did that become a rivalry? Can you just made that up? Oh, because it's a homecoming. I'm excited to play any homecoming. I mean, we played uh, Alabama A&M's homecoming last year. I mean, I'm excited. You know it's going to be packed. It's going to be a wonderful event, a festive occasion. It's a homecoming. And there's nothing like HBCU homecoming. So I'm truly excited. And I haven't played there in uh, a year and a half since the pandemic season. They're fundamentally sound. They uh, collecting turnovers as well. The defense tries the best to keep the ball in front of them. They got big, uh, big front four that's run stoppers. They should present us with a, a, a pretty daunting task. I really don't know him. I really don't know him. Uh, I, I like what he's done. I love the job that he's done thus, thus far. But I really don't know him personally. I don't. I don't know if we've met. We may have met. I don't. I don't recall. But he's done a tremendous job there in his early tenure. Football is good right now. I think the state is pretty good in harvesting athletes. They really don't get a lot of credit for it because shoot, you right down the street from Louisiana, you know, shoot uh, Georgia. Uh, Texas. I mean, it's it's a lot going on football-wise, but this state is a pretty nice factory. It's been good to us, although we have kids from everywhere. 
think we in it. We did what we wanted to do. <laughs> Didn't we? You just asked about it. You just talked about it. I think that was the objective. Now, you get to put on Tupac, All Eyes on Me. You get to play that song. <laughs> so now he just has to, to do what he's been doing thus far. I like his maturation. I like his growth. First and foremost, I love uh, the way the line is protecting him and the receivers are doing their job as well. And Coach uh, Brett is calling a heck of a game. He really is. I've seen this. you got to understand, I've seen this from, from Yay Big. So you all have just seen what I know that he's capable of. But just having a grasp on our offense and the nuances of it, knowing what the opposition um, presents, able to get us in the right play, um, hit the right receivers, check off into the right things that uh, we need to be in to be successful. He's doing a wonderful job at that. And I don't think people understand how much he does at the line of scrimmage. Team-wise, yes. just consistency in us not turning the ball over, in us starting faster defensively, not turning the ball over offensively, fumbling that 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 way in the red zone, but defensively just starting off faster. We we hope to improve that this weekend. Let's unpack a little bit of Coach Prime's weekly presser. Uh, you know, I'm going to start on the back end, Neil. You talk a little bit about the, the maturation of Shadur going into this uh, second year and the way he sees the field. Uh, Shadur, he's talking to us about how the game has slowed down even more so for him, but uh, just his film study and the way he checks uh, in and out of plays, uh, he is really taking on the reins of this Brett Barbaloni offense. I, I agree with that, Chuck. I think that sometimes we're in a, in a unique vantage point, uh, particularly with the access uh, to practice and then access to the sidelines on game days. And, and even in the television network, is not picking up what's happening pre-snap and how much Shadur is in control and command of the offense and what is happening pre-snap and, and, and a changing plays and which route is going to go where and that kind of thing. So uh, his maturation between freshman and now combined with a new strength and conditioning coach, combined with a new offense coordinator and a true full offseason, including spring ball and two summer sessions, I'm not surprised he's on pace uh, to pass the, the Jackson State passing touchdown record uh, and yarding record because that's the work that he put in, you know, on the offseason. Uh, Coach Prime talked about uh, in another presser uh, that during the bye week, you know, Shadour, two in the morning out working out with his receivers, not something they were told to do, made yeah. do something they organized themselves to do uh, while out on a road trip during during the bye time. So during they're, the bye putting, time, they're, exactly. put, they're putting in the work and you're seeing the fruits of that labor. Uh, no doubt. And then the coach talked a little bit about consistency, starting fast. Uh, we talked a little bit last week about some of the keys that Jackson State needs to uh, start honing in on as we go through the rest of the season. And it's seven straight weeks of football uh, that Jackson State is about to undertake. But uh, you got to cut down on these turnovers and kind of shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah, we have to, man. Uh, you know, we are right now the 11 fumbles and six of those fumbles were lost. Uh, and you and you think about the number of those fumbles that were in the red zone, or you think about how much mathematically we're successful with the ball. So at the most, Chuck, you're looking at 77 points that's been left out there. Uh, and, and, and that's not counting some drop passes in the red zone and drop passes literally in the end zone. 
So this this team has a lot to clean up in a lot of ways they can get better. Uh, we have won every game, but we haven't won every quarter. And even yeah. some of the quarters that we've won, we weren't dominant in. So Coach Prime is looking for, hey, what is happening in the third quarter and the fourth quarter? Let's get that going one, two, three, four. Let's put together a full game. And Coach Brett Bartolone talked to the team this week, and he told them, look, we have got to get started faster, and we have got to take care of the ball. And I think, Chuck, as people look to take away possessions from us to limit the amount of times we can score, uh, they're going to be targeting those those efforts to strip the ball. You know, yeah. so you're going to see that first guy, you know, not necessarily try to make the tackle, but hold them up to the cavern and get there. Uh, because we've demonstrated on film in these past four games, you know, 11 fumbles. So that that's something we got to clean up and work on. So we're winning. We're undefeated. But but we are not dominant as it relates to taking care of those possessions. And domination is the theme. Well, I tell you what, uh, we're going to take a quick break here and we'll take a little deeper dive and take a look at this Alabama State uh, football team when we come right back from this break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great, then come see what we have to offer at the newly renovated Cadillac of Jackson. You'll be able to browse our wide variety of pre-owned vehicles with great prices. Plus, we've also got Cadillac certified pre-owned vehicles that have been tested, inspected, and ready to go. Our team is here and excited to help you with any of your vehicle needs. Visit today and find your next pre-owned vehicle at the brand new state-of-the-art facility at Cadillac of Jackson, Mississippi's exclusive family-owned Cadillac dealer. Hey, it's Warren Sapp, number 99 in your program, number one in your heart. Whenever I look for Jackson State or Coach Prime information, I go to the pregame show. Here at Jackson State, where miracles are made, because trust me, the future is right here in Jackson State, in Jackson, Mississippi. Don't be afraid to come to an HBCU. Find yourself. Be a part of a change that is so needed for us. Same, I bro. can see it. That was the incomparable Shirley Ralph, bro. Yeah, I knew you. I, I knew you was on one. I was like, I, I'm looking at you off camera, like he is cheesing. Let's see if it changes. Let me see the difference in me and you, Chuck. Now, I ain't saying you right and I'm wrong. I'm right. You sitting there drooling Shirley Ralph. I'm looking at that damn Stamberg commercial. I'm like, man, I wish. <laughs> I'm like, man, I wish Stamps was over right now. <laughs> you can have Shirley Ralph, man. Give me that Stamps. 
<laughs> nothing like Shirley, nothing like Stouts. We had the best of both worlds here on the pregame show. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, let's take a look at this Alabama State football team. Uh, when you take a look at them, they are uh, – a little bit down in terms of offensive rankings. They're ranked 10th in the SWAC in terms of total offense, uh, 16 and a half points per game. But they are the number three defense in the SWAC, Neely. Uh, formidable challenge on defense. They got some playmakers over there on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, but let's start on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, they have a young man. He was a, a four-star, five-star with some ratings, Demetrius Davis, who is now at the reins of this Alabama State offense. And, you know, although he's only played three collegiate games, uh, he, he's been winning some ball games. He is a winner from right here uh, out in the Houston area, North Shore High School. But I tell you what, he has a little bit of a what I call a Tony Romo magic to him. He got eyes in the back of his head, man. He gives you that little shoulder shimmy, and you know, defensive ends if they coming in hard and heavy, you know, he can get away from. Them. Yeah, he, he's elusive. Uh, you know, they're gonna. You look at the success that they had against Texas Southern, and it was in the run game. Uh, yeah. You know, they went down there and they did the three yards on the cloud of dust and they would get much more than three yards. Uh, but they were determined to adjust their game planning, you know, because they had some things that they were doing previously in the season uh, that wasn't necessarily working or was causing a lot of penalties. So sometimes doing less and doing that better gets you a better outcome. Uh, and so instead of focusing on this wide playbook, you can tell they've really narrowed their focus down and their intent on running the ball. And one of those runners is number four, their quarterback. Of course, they got number uh, number two, uh, who we faced him last year, number zero. He likes to line up in the slot and go out for their for, – but, that, but that's pretty much their, their run game, number four, number two, and number zero on their, on their offense. Uh, but if we stop the run defensively and we force them into being a passing team, then – it's going to be a feast. We're going to eat defensively uh, because get this, Chuck. Earlier in the year, and I know we're just four weeks in, but early in the year, they had an offensive line of three sophomores and one junior. They make that trip out to, I think it was uh, California to play UCLA or somebody. Mm. Uh, and they come back and now they're down to two freshmen uh, on the offensive line and three sophomores. So you combine that with a freshman quarterback. And you combine that with a freshman head coach because he's new to the swag. Mm. This offense is going to have some challenges dealing with our defense. And so our defense is going to be there to make some noise and really test their mettle and see, okay, this true freshman back there, he's elusive, but let's see, can we get to him? Let's see, can we stop this run? Uh, and, and let's see, can we make them go into a passing game? And if they, and if they do that, Chuck. Yeah, advantage Jackson State. Yeah, advantage yeah. Jackson State. Yeah, principle number one is stop the run. And once mm -hmm. you stop the run and make a team one-dimensional, then you get to see what our defensive coordinator uh, can start to dial up. So uh, that will be an interesting chess game to see uh, what Jackson State's defensive line can do. We take a look at Alabama State against Texas Southern. Uh, you mentioned the running back, Santo Dunn, transfer to Morehouse. 15 carries, 101 yards. Juwan Howe, so they kind of have a thunder and lightning sort of thing going. Mm -hmm. uh, Juwan Howe, he had 75 yards uh, for Alabama State this past week on the ground. And then, of course, the, the main state to hold over to Corey Merritt. Uh, we've seen him now over the past few years matriculate through Alabama State, but he also chipped in 19 yards on the ground. And then, of course, we mentioned the athleticism of the quarterback, Demetrius Davis. Uh, he also had uh, 30 yards on nine carries, so he'll pull it down. Uh, he can get, he can, you know, scoot around the outside. So it's going to be imperative on our uh, ends to really keep him contained and, and keep him in that pocket to see if he can beat us with his arm. And that's going to be part of the discipline, part of our challenge from a discipline standpoint. Uh, you know, our defense, when you look at the big plays that we have given up, and again, folks, 
I know we're undefeated. And I know that the margin by the end of the game is significant. But when you see those big plays like the Valley opened up against us uh, or you see other teams such as Grambling with a big play, it gets back to somebody on defense trying to do too much, mm. not, do, not doing their specific job. And so the mantra has been over this bye week, do your job. Trust your ability to do your job. Don't try to help somebody else's do their job because one person out of place, not a whole unit out of place, and somebody goes for 63 yards on us. Uh, and now we're able to bend and not break, but we got to stop those kind of plays from happening. And it always happens when we break down on assignments and are trying to do too much. So if everybody dials in, does their job, Chuck, and like you said, if we get this guy to stay in the pocket. So that means being disciplined and not forcing him out to run, you know, where the safeties and linebackers have already gone go down, gone downfield and now you got to come back and try to catch him. And that's an eight to 15 yard gain when you could contain him in the pocket and likely get an interception or a sack. So it's going to be interesting to see if our discipline kicks in and how we make this guy and show the world that there's a true freshman back there at quarterback. Uh, defensively, uh, they have one of the better linebackers in the SWAC. His name is Colton Adams. You will see him uh, lining up uh, all over the place. He flies around sideline to sideline guy. He's averaging close to nine tackles a game, uh, but he's finally healthy and really contributing uh, to this Alabama State defense. He's one of the leaders over on that side of the ball. They call him Bubba, number one. Bubba. Bubba. They call they call him they call him Bubba. So watch out for number one Bubba and also Bellamy number eight, uh, who's a South Florida transfer, excuse me, uh, into Alabama State. Got to know where those two are as far as their linebacker go, core goes. But I tell you what, you talked about their running back unit by committee. You look at ours uh, with Santee, with JD, and with Savion coming on with three different contrasting styles of running. I think we can make those linebackers get out of their alignments, and I think we can get some yards, you know, get this unit. But let's look at that defensive line that Alabama State brings. And we're going to deeper dive in a lot of this stuff on, on Saturday on morning. Saturday, show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, some of this stuff we hold back because we don't want them watching the show and adjusting their game plans. So, so it's some stuff we know <laughs> that we don't say on Wednesdays. We wait to say it on Saturday mornings when they can't change the script. But but here's one thing to remember about, about their defense, Chuck. And, and you're right. They do have a, a solid defense. You know, they played well there in Texas Southern. Hell, they won the game. You know how many, you know how many sacks they got on the year? How I many? Yeah. Alabama State has one sack. Mm. So I want to see how our offensive line, uh, particularly against, uh, I think it's number number nine, his last name is Gaddy for them. Uh, Brandon Gaddy, yeah. He's, yeah, he's the anchor on their defense. If we can keep him from getting in and, and changing Shadur's pocket and footwork, if we can, if we can make sure that this one sack team on the season, doesn't get in against us. Hey, man, you know, you, you're talking about a field day and potentially in scoring. Uh, so, But our offensive line is going to have some work to do because they, they got some guys on that defensive line that can play. Yeah, here are some names that you want to keep a, an eye out for on Saturday for Alabama State. Urshad Davis, he led them in tackles this past week against Texas Southern, had six tackles. Brandon Gaddy, we mentioned him. And, of course, Colton Bubba Adams, he had five tackles uh, in that game against Texas Southern. So, uh, you know, formidable defense. Like I said, they are ranked third in the slack thus far. Uh, they've been a stout unit, so uh, a nice stern test for our offense. Uh, so let's take a look at it. Keys to the game uh, for Saturday, Neely. We've been kind of touching on them as we've been going through, but what do you think our offense needs to do against this Alabama State defense? On our offense, man, we 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 got to start fast. You know, uh, we get, we got to have a first quarter like our third quarters, uh, and we got to we got to stop fumbling the ball. Like it, it's mm. really just that simple. We got to take care of the ball. 
I think between uh, uh, the Tennessee State game uh, and the, the Valley game, uh, uh, you know, we were able to get better contested catches. You know, we talked about the need to come for those receivers to come down with those 50-50 balls, with those contested catches. I think we were able to do that. So let's let's imagine for a second the things we've been fixing stay fixed. So if we if we keep the receivers from dropping the ball and we can keep the offensive line from uh, uh, letting these cheap sacks happen, you know, mm. when something breaks down, man, we the last step is clean up these fumbles. You know, because yeah. it's not that we haven't been moving the ball in the first quarter. They haven't translated the points because we fumbled in the red zone or we dropped go. a touchdown pass. So if we if we clean that up, I think offensively, start fast, take care of the ball, meaning no fumbles, and stay consistent throughout the game. Don't just wait to the third quarter, fourth quarter play. Because here's one thing about this team, Chuck. You went you went through the guys to watch on, on their on their defense. Their offense is not built to come back down 21 points. Exactly. Because they are a run heavy offense. Yeah. Even when they even when they use the quarterback to run, they're a run heavy offense. The clock is ticking. You go up 21 points on these guys and make them have to throw the ball, you're going to end up with 42 points. Then you're going to end up with 63 points. Then you're going to end up with 85 points like because they can't catch up. But if we're about to score and we fumble, and it's zero zero to her first quarter, and they yeah. get a field goal like Tennessee State getting you in the in the first quarter down three zero instead of up seventeen zero. It just changes the dynamic of the game. Take care of the ball, stay consistent, get out, get going fast. Speaking of changing the dynamic of this game, I think it's going to be huge. I think we're copying off the uh, same paper here, but in terms of starting fast and with Tiger Nation. Uh, already frothing at the mouth to get over here to Birmingham this weekend. Uh, we're talking about the Atlanta Alumni Association, Birmingham Alumni Association, to, talking about everybody coming over from Jackson uh, to really give that Jackson State an edge as far as being the 12th man and to take out that Alabama State fervor of homecoming. If they start out fast, if you remember Alabama a and last, last year, I mean, it was starting out fast. It was a strip sack. It was a quick touchdown. And then – the wheels came off. Yeah, yeah. The the, the the wheels were wobbling when Rick Flair left their sideline and came to ours. But then was, <laughs> I think it was I think it was James Houston on that scoop and score, that sack yeah. scoop and score uh to open the game and, and they never were able to get back in it. And that's the kind of thing that Coach Prime wants to see with us going to Alabama State's homecoming. Don't wait to play after halftime. Don't wait to the late second quarter. Let's jump on these guys fast. Let's get up twenty one, twenty eight points. They they're not built to withstand that. No doubt, man. Well, I tell you what, we gave you a preview of Saturday. Uh, this is just a taste of it here in the midweek, but we kind of took a, a, a deep look here at uh, Alabama State, or uh, or a look, if you will. We'll take a deeper dive into it on Saturday, but uh, those are a couple of keys to the game. But I tell you what, Tim Brewster gave us some great content this past week, Neely, uh, in terms of uh, his talking to the team. Let's roll that AD, and, and then we'll get ready to close this out. Say, say it. Say chasing greatness. Chasing greatness. Say it again. Chasing greatness. Chasing greatness. If, if Coach would just give me a minute here, and I just want to say something, okay, about chasing greatness, okay? I was at Florida State University, okay, coaching, and I had the pleasure two to three times a week of having lunch with a man named Mickey Andrews. 
Coach Mickey Andrews, okay? One of the hardest, one of the toughest, one of the best men I've ever been around as a coach, okay? I mean, it just two to three times a week, I got a chance to glean information from him, talk to him. One day at lunch, I sit down with him and I ask him, I said, Coach, who is the greatest player you've ever coached, okay? Who's the greatest player, great defenses at Florida State University, great players at Florida State University, okay? He did not hesitate. He said, Coach Prime. Coach Prime. Did that surprise anybody in the room? That didn't surprise nobody, right? Coach Prime, all right? Then I asked him the next question, and I said, Coach, okay? And you got to understand now, the defense at Florida State ran a gasser for every point they gave up on defense. You feel me? A gasser for every point they gave up. I said, Coach, who was the hardest worker? Who was the hardest worker that you've ever been around? He didn't hesitate. He said, Coach Prime. Now, everybody knows Coach Prime came out of the room balling. Okay? Balling. But what Coach Prime decided to do, and a lot of you guys in this room are right there with it, he decided to match work ethic with greatness, with talent, with blessings. He wasn't going to just ride on his, on his blessings. He was going to match a work ethic, a student of the game. Okay? You're talking about chasing greatness? Okay? There's one coach in America that wears a gold jacket. Your coach. Your coach. Okay? And the reason why I'm saying this, man, is that you're on the cusp right now of chasing greatness. Chasing greatness. How hard, how great. The best player to ever play the position of cornerback is your head coach. But he not only was a, a, a great talent, he worked. He worked. Every day, he poured it out. Who tried to make a name off Coach Prime? Everybody. 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 Okay? And I didn't, I, you know, I didn't you know, watch him, know of him. But to hear Coach Andrews talk about the head coach at Jackson State University as being the best player and the hardest worker. Just think about that, man. Just think about that. Think about the guys in this room. If you'll match your blessings with amazing work ethic, what can you accomplish? What can this team accomplish, man? Fucking greatness. The greatest team to ever represent Jackson State University. You feel me? Yes, sir. Okay? Ain't nobody gonna make a name off y'all. Ain't nobody gonna make a name off y'all. Okay? Match your blessings with a work ethic, with a grind, man. Can today not be an amazing practice? An amazing, I woke up this morning and I felt the cool air, the, the cool air. I was out running and I just said, damn it's football time. Now, these games become amazingly meaningful, don't they, man? Mm -hmm. Every game we play, the stakes go up. 
the stakes go up. Embrace it, man. Embrace it and work and work and go be the greatest team that's ever been at Jackson State University. Embrace it, Neely. Embrace it. it. Between Brewster, Coach Brew, and Shirley Ralph, you ready? <laughs> <laughs> you ready? You ready up top? You ready up top and down low between Brew and between Brew and on Shirley? I just want a stamp burger. You 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 caught, baby. <laughs> oh man, man, that's it. your work ethic with your blessings, man, and it starts yeah. this weekend. Like we said. Uh, it is straight through seven weeks of football leading to the SWAT championship and eventually leading to the Celebration Bowl. But, I mean, it's on us now, buddy. Yeah, it is, man. One thing I want to point out that, that folks may notice when they watch that video is you see on the screen behind Coach Brew uh, two players from Alabama State. Uh, and what that was is that was a leftover screenshot from the scouting report that had just finished. Uh, and so one thing you would hear this Saturday on the pregame show is Coach Prime give kudos to his coaches on the scouting report that they do. Uh, you know, each position coach gets up and they point out players to look for and tendencies and go through game film. And it is very detailed, much like the NFL, which is no surprise because you're dealing with guys in the room who played in the NFL and been NFL coaches uh, and Power Five coaches. So they know how to put these scouting reports together. Uh, and when Coach Brew got up with his, the safeties from Alabama State were we're still uh, remaining up there on the screen. But one thing I want to say about that secondary, Chuck, uh, mm. uh, for, for Alabama State, six foot three, six foot three, five eleven, six foot three. Guys are long. Yeah. Guys, guys are athletic. But one thing that Coach Kevin Mathis, I heard him say, is I think they're a little scared because they play off a little bit. And he mm. said, when you, when you got a guy six three that won't line up and go at you and go with you, there's something he can't do well. So, Look for our wide receivers, even though Shane Hooks may be going against a guy that's his height for the first time in the season. Look for our wide receivers to eat a little bit this weekend. Home records, homecoming records in Montgomery, Alabama. Very interesting. A little game within the game to keep an eye out for, man. I tell you what, Neely, no better place to put a pin in the midweek than right here, man. Uh, looking forward to getting over to Montgomery this weekend. Looking forward to uh, all the alumni that's coming in for Jackson State to truly be our 12th man this weekend. We're going to need you in, of course, full throat. No, I was waiting on it. I was waiting <laughs> because you said something about frothing at the mouth that got my attention earlier, which I was like, wait, is that replacing full throat or are we still going full throat while we froth? I don't know what's going on with Chuck and his throat references. I just want a stamp burger. He just wants Shirley Ralph. But, Chuck, we're going over to Montgomery, baby. It's their homecoming. Last time we went to Alabama, the state of Alabama for somebody's homecoming is Alabama A&M. Uh, major, major point spread there. Left a pink scooter uh, uh, for the, as a gift. But we're bringing some other gifts, some points on the board. We're going to try to test every light. So look for a big game, big attendance. And I know there's a lot of Tiger Nation traveling over for that game. No doubt, man. As always, we want to thank our sponsors uh, who are always tremendous to the pregame show. Uh, talk about the Project Architect. I'm Amber Slaughter, BioSteel, Churchill, Chambers, and Gala, and, of course, Cadillac of Jackson. As always, we thank you all for your support of the pregame show. Neely, final words, bro. 
Final, final words is, man, I, I glanced over the YouTube feed. Somebody said the honeybees are hypnotizing. And I just, <laughs> I just, hey, man, <laughs> that's the final word. Who named that? Henry Freeman said the honeybees are hypnotizing. And Brother Henry Freeman, Chuck Bishop would agree with you. He is a fan of the honeybees. Looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a fun one. We will catch you Saturday morning at the pregame show. Bishop and Neely, we'll see you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and for all those who's listening and watching it from around the world. And we are now live from the corner of Dalton and Lynch Street. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's indeed free game. game. With your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready because we free game harder than the other show's part. It's the free game.